D&D Outdoors is brought to you by Headline Outdoors. Go download the Headline Outdoors app on Roku or Fire Stick TV and watch Season 2, which is out now. D&D Outdoors is also brought to you by the Southwestern Outdoorsman. Head on over to the Southwestern Outdoorsman at www.southwesternoutdoorsman.com and use code BISON at checkout and get 20% off and free shipping on all Bison products. Back, everyone, to the Southwestern Outdoorsman. Today, we're going to talk about some changes, it looks like, that's coming up in the muzzleloader game. And then also, you know, just have some fun talk, see what we're going to do in Would You Rather today, and see how close we are to having one of you guys on the show. So how are you doing today, Dustin? Doing pretty good, man. How about you? Oh, doing good. I can't complain one bit. This is a beautiful day. Summer's almost here. And... The cold's finally gone, so I'm loving it. What's the temperature out there? Uh, we're in the mid-90s about. I believe we're 93 today, and we're going to probably get up to about 95 or 96 by the end of the week. We aren't going to break 100 yet, but I feel like in the next couple of weeks, we'll be having a different discussion about that. <laughs> yeah, we're like, the highs here is like 60s, and the lows are in the 40s all week, so. Oh, that's perfect. That's like our winner here almost. <laughs> it seems like. Oh, I lied. It looks like we are predicted on Sunday, March 25th to be our first 100-degree day. So in about 13 days, it should be 100 here. Y'all can have it. Yeah. Ugh. It's a Sunday, so I don't have to work, so I will just be probably hiding in my house. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> go out in the um go out in the mornings before the sun comes up and then we hide all day and when the sun starts to go back down head right back out kind of like the animals do exactly yeah hopefully we can get some weather out here it's dry and um little we got a little early start to the forest fire season already so i think we have three fires going right now about man so yeah that's a really really early fire season for us yeah we're coming off of a three-day storm here it kind of broke saturday evening like we were talking about earlier and we got on a on a lake saturday evening it was trying to catch some stripers and it just it hit the guy did, did you do what? Oh, go ahead. The guide was like, you know, he turns around and goes, we need to go now. I was like, why? He goes, he pulled up the radar on his little thing on the boat, and it was just, uh, it was orange and red. And he's like, yeah, we need to go. And before we even made it back to the dock, it was just, poof, it looked like a curtain. We were going through a curtain. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> that had some fun to it. Did you at least catch anything? Yeah, uh, Adam yeah. had caught a 35 and a half inch striper, which citation here would be 37. He always seems to get close. One of these days he's going to get it. Yeah, his, his biggest one prior to this was 35. This one was 35 and a half. Slowly but surely. Yeah, he's, he's trying Still to eventually, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he gets it soon. 
Uh, trying to think. Uh, Jason and I will be back out this coming weekend. I ain't sure when the next time Adam will go out. It probably be the, yeah, probably be about fall of the year, if not next year. Okay, so maybe next, maybe fall or next year, we'll, he'll get back on some. Hopefully. I got an email from the uh, Game and Fish here talking about that one of these streams here in Amherst County have all three trout that are in the area. So you, technically we could get a what they call a trout slam. Really? If we catch, That's pretty cool. If you catch all three within 24 hours, you take pictures and send it to them, they'll send you a little certificate. Really? That's pretty cool. What type of trout do you guys have out there? Rainbow, brown, and brook. Okay. Is that close by to you? or? Yeah, it's uh, – I'm in Amherst County. It's maybe 45 minutes up there to the stream. Gotcha. And is this um, – are these streams kind of – is it like game and fish stock them or is it more of a there's naturally there? That part of it, they'll stock. Uh, it's certain parts. I've, I've fished some of the parts where they, they're natural. And we've done some fly fishing through air, and that that that's pretty cool. Yeah, I bet that is. That sounds like fun to get out there, get a trout slam. I mean, I've only caught rainbow and uh, browns in my life, but I mean, that's definitely be fun challenge to do, though. Might not have. Is it, has anybody done it yet? Yeah, they've had a few people do it. Uh, I ain't sure about it. The message form I look at on the uh, Facebook, they was talking about a few of them have already gotten it. Uh, it's one stream over in Lynchburg that they stock it, but you got to be 16 and under to fish it. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, That's pretty cool, yeah. though. Run. Have you guys fished it? Yeah, we we have. It, it's it's hard trying to show and work with him and not be able to touch anything. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And, I mean, you, you're trying to use some split shot and you're throwing it out there and it gets hung up on something and it's like, ah, just, just break a line, break a line, and we'll just redo it. Yeah. We'll eventually get to it. <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. And is it? I, I did you say it's only fly fishing you can do? No, uh, we use power bait in that one. Most time with him, it, it is we use power bait. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. That'd be tough to teach a kid how to fly fish when you can't help him fly fish on the street. I, I would love to get him fly fishing. Yeah, I, that would be on my bucket list to fly fish in the Smoky Mountains. That'd be pretty. That'd be a great thing to learn how to fly fish or get you know, like your first couple times out there. Catch some big old fish out there, I'm sure. It don't even matter if it's big. Yeah, anything. And when you when you're young like him, I guess you've at our age anything now. Like half the time, I come back catch more sticks than I catch anything. <laughs> it seems. Hey, like. if they put up a fight, I'm down. Yeah, that's true. Even the little ones like to fight a little bit. Oh, man, that's great. Oh, man, so 
this muzzle loader change that's coming in. What do you think of that? So for you that don't know, do you want to explain to them a little bit? Uh, trying to read over the article, it is called a nitro fire, where basically you remove the, the, the breech plug on the back end of your inline, has to be an inline, and to where it it looks like a 410 shell, honestly. You put your primer in the back, you put your pellets and your bullet in the front, and you break your muzzleloader open and slide it on in like a single shot. It's. I don't think my personal opinion here is, uh, I think it's defeating the purpose of calling a firearm a muzzleloader at that point. Yeah, no, I agree with it. I mean, it just comes to the point of what's considered, I guess, would be a muzzle loader if it's a single shot or not. But I mean, I think part of the fun of um, muzzle load hunting, or I guess you can call it fun. It's not really that fun, but always packing it in after each shot and adds kind of more of a challenge. So this kind of sounds like a single shot, uh, like a lever or something, lever, yeah, a lever gun or something where you just quickly can. Sounds like it's a pretty quick change out. It, looking at the pictures and all, it's yeah. You just you take your uh, wrench that comes with most of your inlines and just pop a breech plug out, and this shell basically is what it is. It's a shotgun shell. It just slides right on in, and it's got your primer in the back of it, and your everything else is encased in it. So I mean, it, yeah, that's not really muzzle load hunting. In my opinion, I mean, we'd love to hear some of your guys' opinion on it. I mean, I guess I could see if, um, you know, if you have a disability where it makes it tougher, you know, to load it. It might be like one of those, like at least in Arizona, we have like the, uh, the champ tags out here where you can like shoot from like road hunt kind of. And then you can use a crossbow and stuff and during archery season. But I think just for your general muzzle loader hunting, it doesn't really sound like much. Sounds like what well, you said, a 410 single shot. I mean, shot. it's. I'm looking at the picture of it now, and that's what the shell looks like. It looks like a 410 shell. Going at, yeah. I mean, my idea of a muzzle loader is you're loading it from the muzzle. Yeah, well, that's why it's yeah, a muzzle loader. <laughs> I mean, granted that last year I did use my dad's inline, but normally I'm using uh-huh. that little the, the cap and ball deal. Yeah, yeah, I use. I, I don't use the black powder. I use the pellets and drop right. them down, but I still load it through the muzzle and all that fun way. I mean, it just goes to show how, I guess, kind of the hunting ways are changing, but then it also you got to look at it as, oh, this is going to be another thing of when does it stop of what they're going to consider now? Will the um, game and fish and all that considered a muzzle loader? Uh, or are they going to have to redefine the definition of what a muzzle loader is? Knowing the game and fish here, they would probably open up another season. You got to buy another tag. Yeah, make some more money. Uh, I know Pennsylvania is one of them that if you're muzzle loader hunting, you, I, I ain't sure if it's two different seasons, but I know for one, at least one of their muzzle loader seasons, you have to use traditional cap and ball muzzle loader. Yes. Really? That's pretty cool. That's different. I would like to try a cap and ball out. But, Man, I mean, that's 
the thing you hear you pull the trigger and you hear it hit it'll go click boom you oh, you have to hold it it ain't no as soon as you pull the trigger it's going off it goes click boom and then all you see and then is goes smoke oh no so yeah i mean i guess i mean i have enough trouble with a muzzle loader so we'll add some more challenge to it <laughs> Ooh. Is that you? Um, have you um, ever seen someone successfully harvest a deer that way? What way? Kind of the older cap. Yeah, ball. man. I I've got one on the wall that one on the wall. It's a hundred and thirty inch one I got on the wall. Oh shit! How how long did it take you to learn to shoot one of those, or is it just kind of like another gun? Just practice makes perfect. I guess I played around with different loads and all and just seeing how much powder to play with. And I actually, it, I settled around about a hundred grains of powder and then you got to play with it. I was having problems with the, the nipples getting dirty and all this and that when I first got it. And then I switched out to stainless steel nipples and it was the following weekend after I switched that buck come out and I, I popped him and he dropped. Ooh, that's good. And now he's on your wall, and he's probably some tasty eating. Yeah. With that, with that, do you use the iron sights? Or do you iron have sights, man. Motor? Iron sights. Whew. Man, you got you have to have some good eyes. <laughs> it ain't bad. No, I've never, I've never tried my muzzle loader. I have a scope on. I've never tried the iron sights way, but I, I do want to try it. But. I mean, yeah, that's how right now Adam does not like shooting a gun unless it's got a scope on it. Yeah. It's like, man, you got to learn to shoot with the iron sights. You got to learn to shoot instinctively, too. Yeah. I mean, I've shot like my rifles and stuff without a scope, but I've never shot a muzzle loader without that same concept, man. You treat the same way. Same. Okay. Well, that's true. Maybe I'll have to give it a shot. Maybe next time I'll actually I'll hit my animal with the iron sights instead of missing it with the damn scope. <laughs> oh man! When then, uh, so for you out out um out your way, there's there's the bow season and muzzleloader season, right? Then rifle season, or can you hunt muzzleloader during rifle too? It will come. Uh... The way it is set up is the last weekend in September, the Saturday and Sunday, okay. will be youth weekend, which they'll 16 and under, I think, 16 or 17 and under, can use any weapon they wish to harvest a, a deer. The following weekend would be archery season, which horizontal or vertical, meaning recurve longbow, crossbow compound bow they don't care it's archery tackle whatever that's a month okay. and then the thing is the first weekend in november it'd be muzzleloader season for two weeks and then in rifle season they have just changed to we get four weeks of that and then i think it's out a week and then late muzzleloader and archery come back in 
But to go back and answer your question, yes, you can you can archery hunt the whole time. Or okay. as long as when muzzleloader comes in, you can hunt with muzzleloader the whole time because I've done that. And not you can hunt right on through rifle with the other two. Okay. That's pretty cool then. So you kind of yeah. picked your poison in a way as it slowly rolls in. Yeah. I wish that's how it was out here at times. But yeah, once here, it's just once archery season's done, you're and you get drawn, you're off for whatever you got drawn in. And it's certain counties. Uh, I think Buckingham, I think Appomattox has changed it, changed it, but they used to be, you couldn't use a rifle. It was shotgun only. Because the way it, okay. it's so flat, yeah, be... kind of like it is out there with you. Yeah. Well, challenge. it's they they do a lot of drives down there, so the deer's coming up right through at you, and it's so thick, so shotgun only. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, out here, we had a shotgun only deer. I don't think anybody. It'd just be like bow hunting. You'd have to get so close because we don't we don't we can't do deer drives or any of that. And most of our shots are at least you know a hundred plus yards when it comes to rifle deer. If you like the challenge or if you like it easy, like there's some people, I guess I should reframe that. There's some people that take it way out, but I mean, there's some places when you hunt down South, like the whitetail and the coos deer that you aren't getting within three, 400 yards of that deer. So you'd have to go all the way up the canyon or down the canyon and go all the way around. It's, we have some guys here that are diehard, you know, why are you using a rifle? Why don't you use a bow? And that's all they use is bows. It's not a challenge unless you use a bow. Okay, whatever, man. Yeah, that's how yeah. you truly feel. Oh, yeah. No, out here, I mean, I feel people are pretty accepting. I mean, there are some people that you know they kind of get upset when the people are saying, you know, which I, I, I see both sides of when their people are saying, oh, I took this elk at seven hundred and fifty yards. Kind of takes the challenge out of it trying to be American sniper, but then also there's times where I see it where, I mean, if you might not be able to get even within us, that might be the closest you can get to them because of the canyons or ravines between you and your animal. And by the time you walk over to find them, it'll probably it'll be end of the day or nighttime, depending on when you saw them at. The longest shot I have taken, I was hunting during rifle season with the muzzleloader and I'd come back to the truck where my dad was and it was a little three-pointer come out on the opposite end of the field. I okay. took his rifle, laid across the hood of the truck, aimed about a foot over its back and hit it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. That must have been a fun shot, though. Look, it was How about 300 yards. 300 yards. Yeah, my farthest shot's 330 with my elk. But I think that's about as far as I'm comfortable shooting. Shouldn't have shot that. I, I, no. Yeah, yeah. Pure luck, you got it. I doubt or you that. You can say skill. A little bit. Uh, uh, we're not going to go with the skill on that one, no. <laughs> no. 
that that rifle was actually the one if they watch our first season the deer that adam takes during his youth hunt that was that was my Uh dad's gun that was the gun i used oh gotcha so yeah if you want to see that go see that gun go check out season one and you'll be able to actually see what the gun that we're talking about speaking of that when season two as we are recording this on april 12th came out yesterday and as you can get as always i mean if you haven't downloaded our the headline outdoor app on roku or fire tv definitely want to do that and you want to get definitely want to go watch season two it's out it's live now it's free too so why not yeah there's nothing better in life than free except free advice free money (laughs) we're not doing that though yeah Yo, no, maybe someday, maybe if we get like enough listeners someday where we can make money off of this podcast and enough viewers where you can make money off of the headline outdoors. See, if you guys want free money, download the app and maybe someday you can get some. Not guaranteed. <laughs> oh. And what... And then is um, is there any way for them to find this if they get lost and don't and forget after we're speaking with them how to go find to download it? They forget or get lost. They can simply go to headlineoutdoors.com. We'll have links to everything. I think we're going to put season two up on there. I think first part of next month just to give it a little time to get out on roku and all just to see how it works and then we'll start uploading on the website and the best part about the website too is if you don't know how to rope get to roku or fire tv the links are right there for you too to download they can right actually watch there. it off the website the first season is on the website and make it Let's make it easier. We can't. We can't make it any more easy. For, I know. For everybody. Unless we come to your house oh, and just type man. the stuff in on your computer for you. Yeah. Uh, if we do that, we expect some food and some beer. <laughs> Depends on the food too. Yeah, we'll judge your cooking. Yeah, you might have to take us to dinner. We're not cheap. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, that's funny. Well, we'll be back from a quick break here from the Anchor FM, and we'll be back with a game of Would You Rather. We are back from our little break here, and as we said, the Anchor FM is the number one spot to record your podcast. So if you want to get into the podcast game and not do a podcast related to hunting, um, go ahead and do it. If not, please don't do that. Um, and we're back with Would You Rather. So, Dustin, today's question is, would you rather harvest a trophy whitetail, a world record whitetail, or get, catch a world record marlin? Let's, let's play out the scenario here. Am I calling in sick from work? <laughs> no. Either one. Nope. You don't have to call in sick. It's just either your marlin's on vacation or your... Uh, Whitetails just while you're out on a normal hunting 
day of hunting and just walks out in front of you. I'm thinking Marlin. I agree. I think a Marlin just the challenge that it would be yeah, is I mean, so I just different. Throw something different in there, yeah. And I feel like whenever like someone catches like a giant marlin, like that makes the news. A deer doesn't all the time. And you're more safe to hold that record, I feel, a lot longer with nowadays with all the genetics and all the other stuff that's coming out in deer. I'm running out of wall space here for deer, so yeah, marlin. Yeah. Switch it up a little bit. And I think what, a thousand pound marlin would oh, yeah. be good for a while. Is let's Marlin, I know they sell it. Guy down from us that he's been on a couple of the bird hunts that they've probably seen on the TV show, but his boss has taken them down to the outer banks to go tuna fishing, I believe is what he said. His boss pays for it when they yeah. catch the tuna. When they get back in, they sell that tuna. So his boss gets all his money back. Really? That's. A- that's yeah, a smart way to go fishing. I would. Do they do? Yeah, the, do I'm they looking, do the marlin like it too? I'm not sure on that. I'm looking. The world the world record for a marlin was caught in Pablo Blanco, Peru. It weighed in weighed in at one thousand five hundred sixty pounds. It was four feet and six inches. Six inches long and it was the girth of it was six feet nine inches so you're catching like a, a mini bus or a mini bus so almost. that thing was longer around than it was lengthwise no the length was 14 oh. feet six inches okay it was six feet nine inches long or nine okay. inches wide i just i misheard you then misunderstood you and yeah, and that is one big fish. It was caught on when was it? let's see if I can find out here when it was caught. It was caught in August fourth, nineteen fifty-three. So that has been a while, and it was a black marlin. And the records held since then. Yep, the records held the closest one that has come to it was caught was an Atlantic blue Marlin, which was caught in on February 26, 1992. And it came in at 1,402 pounds and it doesn't have the length of it. So it was about, it was 158 pounds less. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I would be sore for days after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then our the world record white-tailed deer has is 213 and 58 points. What's a Say that again. I don't <laughs> 213 and 58. See the 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 five eights makes me was, think they're measuring it in inches. Yeah. So they, so if it, like so mule deer shield they'll measure the width 
and then they'll measure the length of the antlers going up and then the points out. It was a total point. Um, um, it had eight points on the right and uh, okay, six see, points on the left. Here we just, uh, it was a, a 10 point or eight point or whatever, however many points he had. Okay. So that's the Boone and Crockett one. And that one was taken. Yeah. I mean, there's all different ways that they score. They go by points and like some, like I know like the Mule Hunters go by like length and width and all that. This is all different ways. And this was taken in 1993 in Bigar. Yeah. The uh, eight pointer I was talking about, the 130 inch one I got, it is, he's an eight pointer. I mean, that's, what I had to check him in as was an eight pointer and it's his horns were a little unique. He had like a knot on one and had like a little sticker out the back. And as long as you can fit a ring on it, like a wedding ring, they will count it as a point here. Okay. And if you can't fit a wedding it's ring on it, what's it a growth? Uh, where we used to hunt at when I was hunting with, you know, my dad and uncle and everybody, the guy across the road from us had shot one that with all those little growths and all, it was like 23 points. But when he got it to the check station, uh, wedding ring angle fit on it, blah, blah, blah. And they got it down to like a 13 or 12 pointer. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. All the little technicalities with it. Oh, man. Well, where are we at on our Facebooks today? And I just I closed like that out when I opened up to read that article. Oh. Isn't that how it always goes? And for you, those of you that don't know, once we hit 500 likes on our Facebook page, we're going to go ahead and get one of you guys out here on the show to come talk to us. You know, tell us about your, your stories that you have. Tell us, you know, some of your hunting adventures and just kind of talk like we talk. Anything you want to say, it'll be fun to hear what you guys have to say and how much hunting kind of where you're at. Kind of looks like we went down. We're at 467 likes. I thought we were at 69 before. It is? 467. It says that we're up by two. So we got, what is that? Who knew? 33. 33? Yep, 33. So let's see if we can get 33 more likes pumped out by the end of this month. So, you know, what a better way than to bring in summer and next hunting season by coming on this podcast. Show, and, you know, tell us what you, you know, share some hunting. techniques with us, man. And so all, we, can, we can get out there and, and do it too. Yeah. Yes. You say the best. I mean, we're always open to learn. If you haven't heard us talk dustin knows a lot more than me when it comes to stuff i know maybe every now and then i might i might have a diamond in the rough that catches him off guard <laughs> but we would love to hear from you guys and as always remember to go download on roku or the fire stick tv headline outdoors because we've got season two out there now come catch up watch all of our adventures with us and you know if you love what we do and you love listening to us, be sure to give us five stars wherever you listen to this podcast at. And you can find us on Facebook to get us that 500 and Instagram at D&D &D Outdoors. And until next time, talk to you guys soon.